Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. You may call me Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast. This is episode 4 from the week of August 5th, 2018. I'm back after taking the last week off. I didn't want to take a week off this soon, but I had to because I had a trip planned for the past uh, few months now. So it was time I needed to, to take off, but I'm going to make sure I bring you a, a, an episode every week and I want to be very consistent with that. So hopefully I don't have to take a week off in the future. I know I have some busy weeks in the in the upcoming future. Uh, so, um, but I'm still going to try to get these shows out to you as soon as I can. Well, I'm going to try to, I want to get them out every Sunday night. That's when I want to release the episodes. But I'm very relaxed after my vacation. It was excellent. I did a trip up to Maine with some friends. And I actually got a little something while I was up there. I actually got a, um, a tattoo and it was actually a, a, a Disney Mickey head. Just the outline of the head. Uh, just like the symbol, whereas like you can find like a hidden Mickey. My my wife actually got the same thing. She got a smaller one than me. It was her first tattoo. I already have I have a few, and then my friend's wife, uh, he she got a, a hidden Mickey as well, and then my friend he got a tattoo, but it was a it was a ghost. So now I have a piece of Disney wherever I go, and I think next year I'm gonna be. I've been wanting to get a haunted mansion tattoo, so I think. I think next year is when I'm finally going to do that. But, but yeah, so so we did that while we were away on vacation. So that was that was a lot of fun. But, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's just jump right into this podcast because it is going to be a, probably a longer episode uh, than usual because we are. I am taking the news from the past two weeks and combining it into this episode. There have been some pretty big news stories, but nothing like t- too big. But. Uh, there is a lot to discuss today. There's some new dining packages that were announced over at Animal Kingdom. There's new food and entertainment over at Disney Springs. And Disney also announced how they're going to extend their efforts even further when it comes to reducing plastics in the park. And there's so much more to, to discuss today. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast.
me, one of the biggest stories about the theme parks from the past couple of weeks is that Disney has announced that they will be reducing plastic in all of the parks around the globe by, by mid-2019. They want to eliminate single-use plastic straws and plastic stirrers at all owned and operated locations across the globe, uh, amounting to a reduction of more than uh, 175 million straws and 13 million stirrers annually. So it's a lot of plastic they want to reduce just by straws and stirs. They will also be transitioning to refillable in-room amenities at the resorts and cruise ships. So that means that there won't be any more travel size shampoo and conditioners. I know people like me, they like to kind of collect those after the, the trips and hang on to them because I, st I still have a lot in my house. But I mean, it makes sense if they, they want to reduce the, the plastics. But yeah, they hope to reduce plastics in guest rooms by 80%, so that's that's huge. I already believe that some resorts have uh, refillable containers right in the showers for like the shampoos and conditioners, so I think that's already started. It, it will be widespread, it seems, next year throughout the rest of the resorts. They will also reduce the plastic shopping bags and offer guests an option to buy reusable bags instead and they should be for a cheap price those reusable bags but i find that to be very interesting that they hope they get rid of the the plastic shopping bags they didn't say if they were going to get rid of it entirely but they do want to reduce the amount um so i don't know how how large that is actually going to be but i mean that's a pretty big thing but I, when I actually shop at the Disney theme parks, I, I happen to ship stuff back to my room, especially if it's at the beginning of my stay because it's, it's free. They'll ship it right to your room. So if I have a large item, if I need, or even if it's not that large, if I'm walking around all day, I don't want to have to carry a plastic bag on me. So usually if, if you haven't had anything shipped to your resort, I believe it'll get to you by the next day and you could, they'll have it delivered right to your room. Or I think you can pick it up in in uh, one of the, like the mercantile shops at your resort. So that's an option as well if you don't want to have to like buy a reusable bag, just have it shipped directly to your your room. Or you can just have it shipped to your house if it's a larger item. I've done that before. But so that was a pretty cool piece of news that Disney came out with this week, and I'm I'm happy that they're they're doing more on their part to help save the environment. But but let's continue over to the different resorts. Uh, this week we have lots of news coming from Disney World, Disneyland, and a little bit of Hong Kong Disneyland. So we're gonna start over at the Walt Disney World Resort. So the first bit of news is that Festival of the Lion King dining packages are coming to Animal Kingdom. There are now two all-new signature dining packages where you will have a meal at Tiffin's, uh, followed by special VIP seating at the show. And if you don't know what Festival of the Lion King is, it is a Broadway-style type show that is at uh, the Animal Kingdom. Uh, I heard it's. I, I actually haven't seen it, but I heard it's. It's awesome. Um, 
But yeah, so they have these signature dining packages now where you can either have lunch or dinner where you will enjoy a three-course meal that includes one appetizer, one entree, one dessert, and your choice of wine, beer, or a non-alcoholic beverage. So after you're done with the meal, you'll receive vouchers for priority reserved VIP seating at the Festival of the Lion King. And now that show, like I said, it's a Broadway-style show, and that's filled with pageantry, puppetry, and songs from the film. Uh, at the end, you'll also receive a commemorative, uh, a commemorative cast photo. There's actually two different tiers for this dining package. Um, tier one uh, it includes lunch or dinner at Tiffin's. Uh, it also has, like I said, the priority VIP seating, and you'll get a special safari tour. Um, th there's not a lot of details on it, but you will have like a special guide that'll bring you on the safari. So that's included with the tier one package and that starts at $99 per adult and $49 for children aged between the ages of three and nine. Now the tier two package is the same where you'll get the meal and the reserved seating, but you won't get the special safari. Uh, and that is priced at $74 and $29 for children. So sorry, it was $74 per adult, if, if that wasn't clear. But, but uh, it, yeah, this, so Tiffin's is a really phenomenal restaurant. I know a lot of people are like a little hesitant on Tiffin's, but it, I had it on my last trip to Walt Disney World. My wife and I kind of did it at like, just to spur the moment. We were actually, it was funny, we were walking to uh, Pandora, because it's like on the way to Pandora. And my wife saw it, she's like, oh, what's what's this? I'm like, oh, it's Tiffin's, it's like a signature restaurant. And she's like, oh, would you want to do this for dinner? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So we actually booked a reservation that day and we did it. And it was one of the best meals I've had at Disney. It is really, really great. So this is pretty cool that they do have signature dining packages now for the Festival of the Lion King. Um, I know it's one of the most popular shows at the Disney Resort, so I think this this makes sense that they, they have dining packages for it. And I don't know, I'm pretty sure they don't have it. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure they don't have dining packages for any other shows um, at any, like, at any other parks. Like, they have them for nighttime shows, but I don't think they have them for, like, just your typical, like, show. Um, so I think this is really cool that they're doing it. Uh, this might make me want to see the Festival of the Lion King now. Uh, I'm not, I'm not typically, I love the nighttime entertainment, but I'm not really into, like, the regular shows. But everyone's telling me to go see Festival of the Lion King, so I might just go see it next time, but... I think this is pretty cool. I'm not sure if I would pay for the uh, the tier one package, which includes a safari tour. That just seems like something I don't need. But hey, if you want to do a special safari tour and you don't have to, if you don't want to have to worry about doing a, a fast pass on the safari or having to wait in line, I think this is actually it's actually a pretty good option. If you want to do that, you don't have to waste a fast pass on it. Just pay an extra. I think it's yeah, it's an extra like twenty five dollars. So yeah, I think uh, this is pretty cool, and if you get a chance, if anyone does this, let me know. But it, they, the dining packages are available daily starting from August 13th to November 21st.
we're going to head on over to Disney Springs where Disney had announced a new quick service location and it's called Chicken Guy. This is a quick service restaurant that's the creation of celebrity chef Guy Fieri and Robert Earl. This will have a variety of food based around chicken. You can get grilled or fried chicken tenders and you'll be able to choose from two sauces out of 20 different sauces that they have. Um, there's also a chicken sandwich called the Big Bite B-L-A-T, which I believe stands for bacon, lettuce, avocado, and tomato, because it does come with smoked bacon, lettuce, avocado, tomato, and a buttermilk ranch sauce. They also have combo meals that come with chicken guy fries that are made with Guy Fieri's special signature seasoning in a fountain drink. There are also salads if you're looking for a healthier option. There's the chopped chicken Caesar salad or a barbecue chopped chicken salad. Another option is the Southwest sweet corn, but I'm not sure if this is a cider meal. I believe this is a side though. But if you're looking for some dessert options, if you wanted something sweet, they have a triple double mint, which is mint chocolate soft serve ice cream with cookies and cream crumbles. It's got chocolate mints, chocolate syrup, and fresh whipped cream on top. The other dessert option they have is the cinnamon apple, which is vanilla soft serve ice cream topped with crunchy cinnamon cereal and cinnamon apple cereal and fresh whipped cream. Wow, that was a lot to say. Lots of cinnamon in that description. But I didn't write it. I just took it from the Disney blog. But but yeah, that so that sounds really good. I think this will be really cool quick service location. It sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. They don't have a lot of options, but just something easy. And I know, I mean, I think, I think this is good for if you have picky eaters in the family. I mean, it's just chicken tenders for the most part. Uh, it's, it sounds pretty great. Chicken, chicken tenders and fries. So I think it'll, it'll be a new twist on, on that and it won't be your just like run of the mill chicken fingers, but um, but yeah, this sounds like pretty awesome. And I, I do, I do want to give a, a shout out to Guy Fieri because the, there have been a lot of fires over in California and they're still ongoing and, and Guy Fieri has been out there feeding a lot of the evacuees. So he's been, he's been out there busting his, his behind trying to help out all the people over in California that are going through this tragedy right now. So yeah, just a quick shout out to Guy Fieri. Uh, he's 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 doing a great and he, he even did the same thing last year with all the fires over in California. So but yeah, so he him and Robert Earl. And if you don't know Robert Earl, he he is behind Planet Hollywood and of course, Earl of Sandwich. So both of them now have the new quick service, quick service location called Chicken Guy. So also at Disney Springs, uh, they announced that Raglan Road Irish Pub and Restaurant will have new entertainment. Uh, people have been visiting Raglan Road for a long time. It's It's been in, Dis in downtown Disney. It's been there for a really long time. And uh, people go for the amazing entertainment that they offer. 
So it, it, they're going to have a brand new show called The Rhythms of Raglan 2018. And it's, it's recently started after months of rehearsals in Ireland. So they've been practicing this for a really long time now. Uh, and then the, the Raglan Roadshow director, David Hayes, in quotes, he promises uh, an authentic cultural journey that's both lyrical and ro- rollicking. It will take us uh, from Ireland's ancient East to the most contemporary of Irish traditional music content and ideas, all topped with dance routines that punch and float in equal measure. So there's going to be a lot of new entertainment going on at Raglet Row because there there will be four new shows each evening. So if you're if you're in the downtown Disney or sorry the Disney Springs area. Make sure you go to Raglan Road at night and just grab a pint of Guinness and enjoy the show because they've been they've been working on some some new stuff for a long time and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of uh, very it's going sounds like it's going to be very entertaining. Uh, I was actually there. I went on my, again on my last trip. I went there for the first time. One of my coworkers he had recommended it to me. It's like one of his favorite places to go when he, he's at Disney and I've never been and it is it is a lot of fun there. It is a lot of fun just to like. Grab a drink at the bar and just watch the entertainment because it's it's really cool and it sounds like it's going to be even more fun now with all of this new entertainment that's happening over there. So that's really all the the news that's coming from Disney World this week. Well, uh, I think we're going to hop over to Disneyland now because there has been some news stories over there. Nothing crazy, but uh, some 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 good stuff worth mentioning. Last couple episodes, we had discussed the, a lot of the holiday things that are happening at the Walt Disney World Resort, but they did announce what's happening at Disneyland this year. So holidays at the Disneyland Resort returns this year, and it will, it will run from November 9th through January 6th. Over at the California Adventure, uh, California Adventure Park, Festival of Holidays returns, and that's going to feature Disney... Viva Navidad Street Party, which is led by the three Caballeros, which is Donald Duck, Jose, and Panchito. Uh, there's going to be the Festive Foods Marketplace, and that's back, and it's going to present a mix of holiday dishes and beverages that bridge many diverse cultures and family tr- family traditions. Over in Cars Land, there are two, two of the attractions will receive their holiday overlay again, which is Mater's Jingle Jamboree and Luigi's Joy to the World. Over at the Disneyland Park, uh, they will have the return of Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks Spectacular and a Christmas Fantasy Parade. Um, And then It's a Small World will receive its usual holiday overlay as well as the Haunted Mansion. Uh, So the Haunted Mansion, if you've never been to Disneyland uh, during either Halloween or Christmas, uh, Haunted Mansion actually gets a Nightmare Before Christmas holiday overlay. And it's it's really awesome. You'll get to see all of your favorite characters from the movie. Um, I, I've, I was lucky enough to do this a few times. It's it's uh, it's it's much different than your the the regular Haunted Mansion ride. It's it's very cool to see like your classic ride transform into something else. 
but this actually returns in September. Uh, it, it since it is since the movie is both a Halloween and Christmas theme, they do run it from September through December. So there there is like a good four month chunk out of the year that the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland gets a different overlay. So that's all the holiday information, but just to kind of stick with the Halloween theme, uh, I think parents will be happy that if they have kids that watch Disney Junior, that uh, Vampirina will be making an appearance this fall. Vampirina has become one of the newest hit series on Disney Junior, um, and it, it actually ranks among the top five series on TV for girls between the ages of two and five. So kids can now meet Vampirina, a.k.a. V, just in time for Halloween. You'll be able to meet her at the Disney's California Adventure Park starting September 7th. She will also make an appearance during the Frightfully Fun Parade at Mickey's Halloween Party. Also later this year, she'll be joining the cast of the Disney Junior Dance Party. Uh, if you're visiting Walt Disney World, you will have to wait a bit longer. But not too much, because on September 30th, she will join other Disney Junior characters at the G Disney Junior Play and Dine Breakfast over at Hollywood and Vine Restaurant in Hollywood Studios. And then later this fall, you'll be able to meet her in the animation courtyard at Hollywood Studios as well. And she'll also be joining the all-new Jun uh, Disney Junior Dance Party. So... If you have kids that are they're at that age that, that love this character, she's going to be around this holiday season. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know anything about her until I found this news article. But apparently, yeah, she's she's huge right now with the, with the kids. So I don't have kids, so I'm not sure. I, yeah, I wasn't sure who she was. But it sounds like this will be fun for the 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 parents with kids at this age range that love this character and this there will be a new meet and greet with her. So yeah, this is a great option, but that's, that's kind of wrap, gonna wrap it up for Disneyland today. And we are gonna go over to Hong Kong Disneyland real quick where there is uh, one news item that is pretty awesome. One news item coming out of Hong Kong Disneyland this week was that they just revealed the name of its newest Marvel attraction, which is Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle, and that will be debuting in 2019. And the description for this is when a routine trip to the Shield Science and Technology Pavilion at Stark Expo takes an unexpected turn, guests will join forces with Ant-Man and the Wasp in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s state-of-the-art vehicle to fight against Arnim Zola and his army of Hydra swarm bots in a heroic battle. Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, the stars of Ant-Man, of the Ant-Man films, also appear in this all-new interactive attraction. 
This joins the Ironman experience that opened up last year and an entire, and an entire Marvel theme land is coming in 2023 along with a multi-year expansion to the resort. So this sounds like it's gonna be pretty awesome. Um, there's not a lot of details right now, but I assume that you'll get in this ride vehicle and you shrink down to the size of like Ant-Man of the Wasp. Um, but man, I wish this was coming over to uh, one of the parks in America. Um, maybe soon, who knows, but I don't know. This sounds great and uh, looks like I, I need to book a trip to Hong Kong Disneyland, I guess, but but it seems like maybe not in the next few years because there is going to be a lot of construction going uh, going on over there. But anyways, so that's going to wrap it up for this week's big news stories coming from the Disney theme parks. There are some quick news stories that I have this week. Uh, the first is that Bing Bong's Sweet Stuff is now open at Pixar Pier at the Disney California Adventure Park. Um, if you don't know who Bing Bong, Bing Bong is, he's the imaginary friend from the Disney Pixar film uh, Inside Out. So here you're gonna get, there's a huge selection of candies, taffy, cotton candy, caramel apples, and Lots of different souvenir, uh, souvenirs and apparel. So this, this store looks pretty awesome uh, and I can't wait to visit Bing Bong's Sweet Stuff. Over in Walt Disney World at the Hollywood Hotel at the, at the Tower of Terror, you can, guests can now buy a eight by 10 inch lenticular print showing that they are entering the Twilight Zone and the lenticular prints are like if you, you've seen them all the time where it's like you you're looking straight at it and like the image will move depending like how what direction you're looking at it so it's like two prints in one pretty much it's going to be a photo of you and then if you look a certain way at the print it's going to be you entering the twilight zone and it, this is only available at the tower photo near the exit of the tower of terror uh, and it is priced at 19.95 so if you love the Tower of Terror, I think that's a pretty cool piece of memorabilia that you can bring home with you. The last quick news story I have is we're gonna head over to Epcot and there's a brand new art exhibit called Creating Tradition, Innovation and Change in American Indian Art. And this debuted at the American Heritage Gallery at Epcot in the American Adventure Pavilion. And this display showcases 89 pieces of art that represent 40 different American Indian tribes from seven geographic reason, uh, regions across the United States. So this is a pretty pretty great art uh, art gallery display, or art exhibit was what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's a really great art exhibit that you can now check out. And uh, so yeah, so those are the, the quick news stories that I had this week, the small and simple. So we got Bing Bong Sweet Stuff opening the Tower of Terror, the lenticular print you can buy, and then the art exhibit over at the American Adventure Pavilion. So that's gonna wrap it up for all the news this week over at the Disney theme parks, and we're gonna move on to our next segment where I give you a little bit of Disney theme parks history. 
I started this segment last week and it's called This Day in Disney Theme Parks History, where I'm just gonna discuss all the things that happened in the Disney theme parks and resorts in the past. So, but I'm gonna use the dates from this past week to kind of tell you guys what happened on this day uh, very, very long ago. So, I'm gonna start by on July 24th, 1966, the New Orleans Square opened over at Disneyland California. And the ceremony was actually presided over by Walt Disney, so he was he was still alive at this time, and he was able to be there for the opening of New Orleans Square. But it, it's funny because Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion are, are the most popular attractions over there, and the those actually didn't open until 1967 and 1969, so they did not open with New Orleans Square. And then July 25th, 2003, the Disney Institute, a, which was a resort located at the Walt Disney World, it closed after seven years in operation. And that was like a vacation and learning center. And Michael Eisner had opened it up, who was the former Disney CEO, and he saw it, saw it as a way for families to learn and play together. Uh, the program still exists today, but the resort doesn't. And the, the Disney Institute actually later was developed into a Disney Vacation Club property, and that is today what we know it as the Saratoga Springs Resort. On July 30th, 1999, Rock and Roller Coaster actually opened to all guests at the uh, Disney MGM Studios. And actually on the 29th of July that same year uh, was there was like a special event for the opening. So July 29th was actually the official opening, but in that the Aerosmith was actually there. But I think to me, I feel like the official date is July 30th because that's when it opened up to all the guests. So that was July 30th, 1999. July 31st, 1955, the Casey Jr. Circus Train debuted over at Disneyland and that train was, was featured in Dumbo. Um, and it was supposed to open on the opening of Disneyland, which was July 17th, but it wasn't working properly, so it was delayed for by a few weeks. And then on August 1st, 1997, uh, the Colorado Spring, uh, sorry, not the Colorado, the Coronado Springs Resort opened at Walt Disney World, and that is a Southwestern US Mexican theme moderate resort. I've actually never stayed there, and right now the Coronado Springs is under a huge overla uh, over, um, overhaul and there's a, it's getting a big facelift with new paint jobs and there's even a new, new tower going in. So there's a lot of construction going on over there. So I'm excited to check that out once all that construction is done. And then August 4th, 2009, Bay Lake Towers it opens at the Walt Disney World Resort. And it is a DVC resort that's connected to the Contemporary Resort. I actually stayed uh, at the Bay Lake Towers for my bachelor party two years ago. Or, God, it was only, no, it was only a year ago. It wasn't two years ago. So a year ago, me, me and eight, eight guys stayed in one of the two-bedroom villas there. Um, and it was awesome. Bay Lake, Bay Lake Towers is phenomenal and it's nice having Magic Kingdom being just in walking distance. So that's it for this segment of, and that's this day in Disney theme parks history. That kind of is a long name. I might have to shorten it, but I feel like you get a sense of what this segment is about. So 
Hopefully you enjoyed those little pieces of history. And now I did get a couple questions that uh, I'm going to go over with you guys. So I got a few questions over on Instagram this week, and if you're not following along with me there, you can follow me at Excess Press Podcast. Uh, and each, what I usually do is before I, like a day before I, I know I'm going to record the podcast, I do put up an Instagram story, and I I, I just say that hey, if you need, want to ask me a question, I'll put it on the show. You can you can do so over there. So I got a couple questions in. Uh, the first is over from my buddy Matt, who's on Instagram, and he had asked me which of the parks I would like to visit most around the globe. Uh, now, I've only been to Disneyland Disney World, and I, I've never been to any of the others, um, but I think I would have really loved to visit Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea. Uh, I, w- I always wanted to visit to Japan, and if I did, that would be among the top of the list, the, uh, list of things to do. Uh, people have said that D- Tokyo Disney Sea is like a gorgeous park. It's probably one of the, the best-looking parks out of all of them around the globe. I've seen pictures of it, and like the architecture that's there is like is 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 just uh, just beautiful. And I I really want to check it out mostly because of that. Um, it's just like gorgeously theme parked, and I, I don't know. It's, it's always been among the top list of parks I wanted to visit around the globe. If I had to choose a second one, I'd probably want to visit uh, Shanghai Disneyland, mostly because I want to go on their version of Pirates of the Caribbean. I've heard this thing is like, is absolutely nuts. Like I heard, I like I, I've been avoiding trying to watch uh, videos of it because like if I ever do go to Shanghai Disneyland, I can't see myself going anywhere in the next 10, 20 years. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever make it there, but like, I really want to go on their version of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I also want to go on the Tron light cycle run coaster that they have there, but luckily we're getting that in Magic Kingdom and they've already started uh, breaking ground and construction on that. So we are kind of lucky there. But my next question comes in from the Diz Nerd uh, on Instagram. And she had asked if, uh, what are my favorite, like what are the, what do I think are the best breakfast buffets? Now, I haven't done a lot of breakfast buffets, but if I could recommend one, I would, I would have to say Tusker House over in Animal Kingdom. They have a great assortment of foods like eggs, meats, frittatas, quiche, fruits, and, and definitely a lot more. And it's also a character breakfast, so it, it will be a bit pricier, but I think, I think most of the breakfast buffets are character breakfast. I think I think like Trails End is a buffet. Trails End is over at Fort Wilderness. I believe their buffet is not a character breakfast, but I, I'm not I'm not certain. But I haven't eaten at the Trails End, but I have eaten dinner at Trails End buffet. And whew, man, that is like if you want to have a good good meal for a cheap price, like I think it's like twenty bucks for like dinner. But anyways, enough about dinner. We'll talk about more about breakfast, but. But yeah, I would say Tusker House is really good for breakfast. Um, one place I heard is fantastic for breakfast, but haven't tried it yet, is actually the Garden Grill over in the Land Pavilion at Epcot. 
Now it's not a buffet, but it is family style uh, as well as a character meal. So they actually call it Chip and Dale's Harvest Feast. Um, and if you don't know much about Garden Grill, it's like it, the restaurant is actually rotating 360 degrees. So you'll, you'll see different scenes uh, from living with the land while you eat. Next time I visit Walt Disney World, I'm, I'm definitely going here because I've heard awesome things about it and I definitely want to check it out. But some of the other buffets I heard are great are like Chef's Mickey's, which is at uh, the Contemporary Resort or Crystal Palace in Magic Kingdom. There's Boma at Animal Kingdom, Great uh, Cape May Cafe in the Beach Club. And kind of like I was saying before is Trails End over at Fort Wilderness. And thing is, most of these meals are character buffets, which means it will be more expensive. Character buffets are not cheap. I think it's usually like $35 a person. It's it's pretty crazy. I, I, I didn't realize this until I went to Disneyland a few years ago because my wife and I were staying at uh, Paradise, uh, the Paradise Pier Hotel. Yeah, Paradise Pier Hotel. And we wanted to sit down for breakfast and we, we sat there and didn't realize how expensive our meal was going to be. It was for two of us, it was like $75 and because it was a character breakfast. So yeah, just be warned, character breakfasts are not cheap. But yeah, so those are the questions that I got this week. And hey, if you, you have any more, just please send it in. You can, again, send it on Instagram over at Excess uh, Press Podcast and or you can shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Um, it wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be, but hey, that's good. I'd rather keep these uh, shorter if I can. But yeah, thank you for uh, coming along on this adventure this week. I really appreciate it. Um, and before, uh, yeah, before I leave today, I actually wanted to give a shout out to my my good friend uh, Evan. He actually did the the voice recordings for the intro and outro for the show. Um, now he's uh, my ask for him was to do uh, like his his impersonation the best that he could of Tim Curry, uh, who did the voice of. Uh, Sir, which is the robot from the show, uh, from the attraction, the Alien Encounter Extraterrestrial, which of course I hope you guys know by now is how I got the name of the show. It's based on that attraction. But uh, in the pre-show, the robot Sir was was voiced by Tim Curry. So I'm, I'm having, I, I had my buddy Evan kind of do an intro based on his expressions and how he talks. So that's kind of how I got the intro to outro to the show, if, if anyone was curious. But yeah, my, he's my good friend, Evan. Uh, if you want to follow him along, you can follow him at the Evan Sloan on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, he's great. He's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, give him a follow. But So yeah, I just want to let you guys know that's kind of how I got my intro and outro, because I realized I didn't do that for, on the past couple shows. But, but yeah, so anyway, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, you can do this on Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Um, let me know if there's another app or website you, uh, app or website you listen to, and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to add it there. 
And if you can, please leave me a review. It'll it'll really help out the podcast. Um, my website, it's like it's done. I just I haven't touched it. Like there's just a few little details I have to do, and then it, it, it'll be done. So I'm really trying to get that done this week. Uh, so it will be up. Um, but yeah, so we'll be up and running soon. So be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, you can follow me on sh- social media. Uh, you can find me at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can also shoot me an email at uh, excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And you can let me know if you have any questions over there. And leave a comment and let me know what you think of the show. And also, if you can, please share it with your friends and family. I'm sure you know of a few Disney fans out there. And also, if you're subscribed on the Anchor app, you can send me a voice message right on there. So if you have any tips, comments, or questions about a previous show, let me know. And I could play your message on an upcoming episode. So that's it. That's it for this week. So thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.